to the Yogi Fuel podcast, the podcast where we share the knowledge of yoga and Ayurveda mixed with modern science to help you learn and embody ancient wisdom in a practical way to optimize your health, deepen your spiritual practice, and step into your peak potential. I'm your host, Mel Singh. Welcome to the podcast. So I'm going to put away all distractions and be really present with you for the next 20 or so minutes to just share a little bit more about today's topic, which is, it's so interesting over the last little while as I've just, you know, been sharing more and I've been, you know, welcoming new people into this group, I've been seeing a really consistent theme. And that is that many of you are teachers, are yogis who are desiring to deepen your practice and deepen your teaching. And you want to learn Ayurveda from that lens of going deeper in your practice and going deeper into your teaching. So today's episode is all about that. It's all about how the wisdom of Ayurveda yoga sister science can really help you to go deeper into your practice, go deeper into your teaching and ultimately support you in that realm. And so when I was when I was creating the the rough outline for this podcast, because as you guys know, I get really excited and my mind can think of like a, a million different things. So I like to structure them to keep the Vata energy in a little bit of check at least. Um, as I was sort of going through and thinking about, there are so many ways that Ayurveda, that embodying this wisdom, that understanding Ayurveda, learning Ayurveda, and being in the practice of Ayurveda, because ultimately I look at Ayurveda as a practice. It's not a perfect. It's not that we you know how people say it's not a, it's not a it's called a practice, not a perfect, because we're in the constant, you know, practice of it. We're in the constant, you know, process of learning and deepening our experience within Ayurveda. Um, it's not this place that we like arrive at the same way that inside of our yoga practice, whether that's asana based, whether that's meditation based, whether that's pranayama based, we're always going deeper into these different layers, right? And so within Ayurveda, there are so many layers. And as you know, we walk this path of yoga, spiritual seeking, whatever it is, there are so many ways that Ayurveda can support us. And I tried to break it down today into three simple Ayurveda joke here, easy to digest ways that I think that Ayurveda can help us. And I hope that I'm able to really express this and convey this in a way that is easy to understand and in a way that really, really lands with you. Because again, there's just so much here, but I really ultimately want to share as much as I can um, about this and really help you see just how much it can really deeply support us. And as I go through this as well, just noting because everything is interwoven, right? The thing with Ayurveda and as I create programs and, and trainings and all this stuff, it's so interesting because the way we're taught to create trainings and programs is like you break it up into these different components, but they intersect and they merge, right? These different concepts, even these three things that I'm going to share with you today, they all intersect and, and, and overlap. So I'm going to do what I can to explain them in greater detail. And if you're watching this live and you have questions, please do pop them in the comments. And I'm happy to, um, to ask afterwards. And if you're listening to this on the podcast and you've got questions, send me a message on Instagram, come and join our Facebook group, ask the questions there. I'm happy to support you and help you to dive deeper into whatever it is that you're, that you're needing. So I've decided as well to not bog down my poor computer with so much, <laughs> with so much technology. I've actually written them old school in a journal. How exciting. So going into how Ayurveda can ultimately help us deepen our practice and our teaching. And I think that what I, when I think of Ayurveda and why, when I felt called to Ayurveda and what I really find myself helping so many of my students and my clients with is that on a fundamental level, what Ayurveda helps us do first and foremost is really cultivate a level of integrity within the body and the mind and a foundational level of like energy. Okay, a foundational level of like health in the body, 
which translates to health in the mind, which we'll talk about, which is going to result in us having more energy and more calm. Okay, and this is really important. And even if you are someone who practices yoga, I think yoga asana is very important. I have been, you know, in the wellness world for like a decade. I've done all the different types of exercises and all the different things. There's nothing that has felt as good in my body as asana. Okay, but I'm very clear that and Ayurveda says that asana is one, like a one pillar of health for the physical body, we also want to, and what Ayurveda explains as the sister science of yoga is the different ways that food and other rituals and routines can support and deepen the energy within the body, the health of the physical body. So asana, so if you're someone who's listening to this and you practice asana really regularly and you're doing the things, but you're finding that you still don't have the energy that, that, that you desire, right? Maybe you don't have, you know, maybe you're feeling still anxious. We're going to go into the mind stuff as well, but Ayurveda helps us to not only heal at the root of dis-ease, to heal at the root of what's going on, which oftentimes is the gut. It helps us to have that physical integrity from the inside out. Asana works on the body and it helps the body, but the food that we eat builds up the body. Okay. So we can think of asana as a way of strengthening the body, but ultimately the fuel and the building blocks of the body come from our food. Okay. And as practitioners, I I, I found for myself at some point in my practice, yoga was amazing. And after about like a year to a year and a half of like consistent practice, I felt this calling to go deeper. I felt like I wanted to peel back more layers And for me, getting the distinctions within Ayurveda and understanding Ayurvedic wisdom was a huge part of peeling back that layer and learning how to nourish my body from the inside out with foods that were meant for me. Learning how to, you know, be in relationship with food in a way that was not dysregulated, in a way that was healthy, in a way that was calm, okay? And so one of the really, really interesting things that Ayurveda has known for like 5,000 years or more is the relationship with the gut and the brain. Okay, this is something that in the last maybe 20 or so years, you know, modern science is now showing that there is indeed a very real connection between the gut and the brain known as the gut-brain axis where the integrity of our of our digestive system is directly related to our mental and emotional health, right? To our ability to be calm, to our ability to be resilient. Ayurveda has known this for thousands of years that agni is the root of all dis-ease or ease and health in the body. And so Ayurveda teaches us as the sister science of, of yoga as a way to heal and nourish the gut. Okay, and something else that I think would be really, really helpful to, to note when we talk about that maybe I could have even spoken about first, but here we are, <laughs> is that when we talk about Ayurveda being the sister science of yoga, the intention, and I feel very grateful to have studied with teachers who are deeply steeped in both Ayurveda, but also yoga, who are steeped in the broader wisdom traditions from India. So not just Ayurveda and yoga or Ayurveda as like a medical system. Yes, it is a medical system, but Ayurveda as a means of spiritual liberation, right? The the reality is that if your body If you feel like shit, okay, if you feel tired and bloated and uncomfortable and your digestion's all weird and you're uncomfortable and you're anxious, we can't go deeper into our practice. We're just focused on this physical body feeling tired and feeling groggy and feeling not good. So on a deeper level, Ayurveda, the intention behind Ayurveda was yes, as a system of medicine to keep us healthy, but why? Why do we want this vessel to be healthy? 
And from a spiritual perspective, it's to support us in being able to go deeper. The same way that asana, the system of you know hatha yoga, the physical asanas, are as a means to prepare the physical body to be able to sit in meditation for longer periods of time. We can think of the, the, the medical system of Ayurveda, the, the health-based lifestyle regimens of Ayurveda from a spiritual perspective as a way to help the body feel good, have enough energy, have enough vitality that we're not just stuck in this mundane feeling like crap all the time, feeling tired. I, I don't have enough you know, energy for my goals. I don't have enough energy to meditate. I don't have enough energy to do this, but to give us that vibrant foundation so that we can start to focus on those deeper levels. Okay. So to me, and I mean, there's so much more that I could say about this. Honestly, I could go on and on about the, about the physical stuff, but what we need to think about is that this body ultimately is our vessel. I use this analogy as well. Sometimes when I talk about going to, going to the moon, this is like your rocket ship. Okay. You want to go to the moon. You want to have a deeper spiritual practice. You want to have a deeper experience of yoga, a deeper experience of meditation. Of course you need that rocket ship to be in integrity. If you're trying to get to the moon and a rocket ship, that's like, Meh, you know, like not really doing so good. It's like tired. It's like, <laughs> it needs like a tune up. You're probably not going to get to the moon. You're going to try and you're going to come back down. It's going to feel harder. It's going to feel all of those things. But if we keep the rocket ship in integrity and we're mindful of why we're keeping the rocket ship in integrity, we watch as those vrittis, as those thoughts come up. It's not about trying to look hot. You know, it's not about trying to like lose weight for the purposes of ego-based desires. It's really from the purpose of, I want to feel good. So I have enough energy to do the things that I want to do to go deeper in my spiritual practice as a mother, as someone who ha- you know, whose dharma it is, I'm a householder. If you're watching this, you're a householder, okay? Chances are you're not living in an ashram or in the Himalaya, in a cave in the Himalayas. You're watching this on a computer or listening to this on a you know, device. You live in the world. And we have responsibilities and duties and dharma in this world that require a level of us feeling an integrity physically. So for me to show up and be the kind of mother that I want to be, I need a level of integrity. For me to be able to have enough energy and resiliency in my body to show up and be able to share this wisdom with you, I need a level of integrity in my body, right? For me to be able to do all of that and have a a, a practice where I feel like I'm making progress and I'm going deeper and my mind isn't like, oh, my back, oh, my digestive system. Not to say that we're never going to have any digestive issues, that we're never going to have any physical issues, but to not constantly feel like, I, oh my God, I feel tired. Oh, I feel like crap. That is required so that we can do what it is that we need to do. Okay. And so what I see with a lot of people when we start working together is this foundational level of like stress, anxiety, and fatigue. I call it the sad cycle. We're stuck in the sad cycle. We're stressed out all the time because we're so stimulated, okay? We're anxious because hello, 2020 and 2021 just like have not given us a break for like almost 20 months, okay? And we're exhausted from all of it. We're exhausted from all of the things that we're trying to do. We're exhausted because we don't know how to eat for our body. We don't know how to set up our day properly because no one taught us that, but they did teach us Y equals MX plus B, AKA the slope of a line. We remember that from grade 10 math, but we were not taught how to tune into the wisdom of our body, how to live our life in alignment with our unique bio-individual you know, blueprint. We, we weren't taught that, right? And Ayurveda gives us the language. It gives us the blueprint, right? And so many of us, we get, you know, because yoga is so cool and we know what yoga is and we know it's like, okay, it calms the body. We, we understand what yoga is. I find many students who begin the practice and they, and they stick with it for about a year or two or maybe earlier. There's no timeline around it. 
you feel something in you. You feel this thing where you want to go deeper. And I know for me, I'm kind of going, I'm kind of going off topic here, but, I, but I'm going to go with it. I know for me, it started like uh, when I met Vikram, my now husband, he had all of these really cool spiritual books. So share with me um, if you're listening to this in the podcast or you're, or you're listening live right now uh, or, the, or the recording. Share with me if this sounds like you. Like I was just reading all of these. I was like hungry for the wisdom. I was like hungry to go deeper in my practice. I was hungry to learn more. And I was just like super, now that I know the distinctions, it was like very vata. It was very rajasic. It was very like reading random spiritual books, just like constantly trying to get as much, trying to like make sense of it all, like really frantically, right? And it wasn't until I discovered Ayurveda that I was like, oh my God, it's all here. Everything, crystals, color, gemstone therapy, mantra therapy, the food I want to eat, the way I should schedule my life, what kind of practices I should be doing, what kind of essential oils I should be using. Like it was all there, all the really, right from like the most woo stuff of like essential oils, like, you know, baths, chakras, you know, all that woo stuff, right down to the foundations of how do you structure your day? How much sleep should I be getting? What kind of food should I be eating? It was like this whole, what kind of practices should I be doing? Like mantra, meditation, kind of breathwork practices. What kind of, you know, yoga asanas should I be doing? What are, how, what's the energy I should approach them with? It was all there. And I was like, whoa. I honestly, if you've ever read, <laughs> if you've ever read me talk about um, embodied Ayurveda, I often refer to my experience in learning Ayurveda. The only way I know how to describe it is like dancing unicorns, sparkling, exploding rainbows in my brain. Like, whoa, it's all here. Whoa, it was just like wild. It was this like spiritual mind-body approach to healing. Like it was just, it was just like mind-blowing to me, okay? And so I'm going off topic here and I can't remember why I started going on, on this tangent, but for me, as I deepened my practice, it was the next like logical step. It was like the next logical system of wisdom to like pour myself into because it just made so much sense and it had everything I needed and I didn't need to like go read random chakra books by this author and that author with this lineage and that lineage. And the thing is, if you are, say, for example, an Ashtanga practitioner or you've been practicing and you understand the concept of like lineage, it's we don't need to be attached to lineage within this this realm, but it's very helpful to have like a system that you're that you're operating in, right? So that you're not like getting information from all these other places and taking bits of the chakras from here and bits from there. Ayurveda has like a, a really, intel it makes so much sense too. You're just like, yeah, when Ayurveda talks about the chakras and, you know, what type of, you know, mantras to use for each chakra, like it just makes so much sense. Um, it can be helpful so that our mind doesn't get confused. And if you resonate with me sharing about the sad cycle of stress, anxiety, and depletion, chances are you've got a vata thing going on and the vata mind is like, ooh, that, ooh, that, ooh, it's like a squirrel, it's like monkey mind, but like squirrel mind and it like wants all the things, okay? It's very helpful to have a container to focus that energy and awareness on and Ayurveda, in my oh so humble opinion, has provided me that container where I get to explore all of these exciting, you know, like I said, essential oils, color therapy, you know, mantra therapy, all, all of these things, but it's within this one sort of container. So that's been very, very helpful for me. And again, went on a tangent, but <laughs> like I said, many of the people who I work with initially or who I, who I find in, in my community, we are struggling, a lot of us, on this very foundational physical level. And in order to go deeper, we got to get that foundational level in integrity. We've got to be in the, in the practice of doing the things we got to do to get our stress, our anxiety, 
under control, to be witness to them, to understand how to interact with those things so that we're starting to cultivate more energy so that from that space, we can go a little bit deeper into our practice. Because like I said, we can't go deeper if we're like a hot mess, okay? If we're focusing on all the crazy things or if our mind can't focus, um, if you are familiar with the Eight Limb Path of Yoga, dharana or concentration comes before meditation. We can't go deeper into our practice if we can't concentrate. And I promise you, it's harder to concentrate when your body feels like crap, okay? So I think that I already have talked about this second point here. <laughs> My first point was that it supports the physical body and that in doing so, it supports the mind and the nervous system, right? This is where it's like, it's so hard to pinpoint these things into like the three steps of Ayurveda. Uh, really what it is, is it's like we support the physical body. And from the inside out, we then support the mind and the nervous system, right? And the nervous system to me is like the bridge between also almost the mind and the body, right? Because the mind takes in everything that we see around us, okay, it interprets it, and it interacts with our nervous system, right? Oh my God, I could go do a whole other podcast episode. I'm like going down the rabbit hole here about the, about the five senses and how we sense everything through our nervous system. Where is all that in integrating? Where are we integrating everything we see, everything we hear, everything we smell, everything we taste? We're integrating it with our nervous system. And the quality of the things that we take in through our nervous or through our senses is going to impact our nervous system. So if we're taking in lots of Instagram all the time, lots of, you know, really, you know, aggravating stimuli in the form of like TV shows or you know, just hanging out with people who are in alignment for us, it's going to aggravate the nervous system. And so that mental stimulus, which we might think of as only operating in the mind, moves into the nervous system and affects the physical body because that gut-brain axis we talked about works two ways. The gut affects the nervous system, affects the mind. The mind and what we take in through the sense organs comes down through the nervous system and it interacts with our digestive system. So we actually need both kind of working together. And again, Ayurveda, good old Ayurveda comes in and it gives us this wisdom, this way of understanding and learning how to manage the senses. It gives us the understanding and we see this mimicked, okay, in the eight limbs of yoga, pratyahara, withdrawal of the senses. It's not that we just close our eyes and we are in like a, you know, sensory deprivation chamber, it's that we become intelligent and conscious and intentional about the way that we are using those sense organs. It's not that the same way that we may become intentional and conscious about the foods that we eat, about the exercises that we do, we start to become conscious of what we're bringing into the mind. And Ayurveda has a whole system for that. And this is really cool. Again, rainbows and unicorns exploding. So my background, I started with a background in kinesiology. And I did some advanced um, courses in neurophysiology and the neurophysiology of movement. And what we studied was the way that our senses affect our movement. And the way that if we move, they've done studies, if you move, if you're doing an exercise program and it smells bad in the environment, it's going to negatively affect, affect your movement. We learned that sensory input is equal to and affects motor output. So the quality of what we're sensing in the world affects and impacts the quality of our expression in the world. 
And Ayurveda, and this is like modern, this is like, wow, like cool science. And Ayurveda has just like known this for thousands of years, <laughs> you know, in a different language, right? Super cool. So again, if the mind is focused on these external things and we're always scrolling through Instagram and we're distracted by this and that, and you know, the mind is out there and then we're fueling the body with food that's like not helpful and the nervous system's all dysregulated. How do you think that we're going to go deeper in our practice? right? If that's what we desire, right? Like if you're here and you're listening to this podcast or you're in this group and you're hearing this, it's because you felt that calling, you know it, and you can feel it like deep beneath the layers of like digestive stuff and like the anxiety and like the stress and like the mind looking on Instagram. There's like a, I sometimes envision it as like a ping, like a little bright light in the darkness where you're like, I know something's calling me deeper, but I, I don't know how to, I, I, I don't know how to get there. For me, Ayurveda was the means. It was the means of, of peeling back those layers so that I could feel energized enough, vibrant enough to be in the work of going deeper. Okay. Um, so to me, that sort of like mind body integrity is really, really key in this process. Um, and, I, and the third thing, so let's just roughly say that the first two things are like, let's call it body and mind, right? It gets us an integrity through this mind-body system, okay? And the third thing is that it really helps us to align more with this ancient wisdom, with yogic wisdom. Ayurveda, I kind of talked about this already too. Like I said, it's so fluid, but Ayurveda is the sister science of yoga, Historically, and I can get Vikram to come on and share a little bit more about this. <laughs> Historically, yoga and Ayurveda were practiced alongside one another. Ancient teach, I say ancient, I mean, it doesn't need to be ancient, but teachers of yoga traditionally were trained on some level in Ayurveda. They understood that Ayurveda could support their students in their practice. They understood that there were Ayurvedic considerations that ought to be implemented in someone's yoga practice. That yoga was always designed to be taught to the individual and Ayurveda gave an, an additional layer that operated under the same like darshana, under the same view of the world, right? So from like a yoga therapy perspective, it was basically like people were Ayurvedic yoga therapists, okay? So yoga therapy today is very like westernized. It's very medicalized. It's very like looks at, which is not a bad thing, but it doesn't necessarily cover this sort of like lens of, of Ayurveda. And I'm a big believer that again, as we start to go through this process of, you know, we're, we're practicing for several years and then maybe we dive into teaching. I think especially as like, as like a teacher of, of this wisdom, whether it's meditation, whether it's asana, whether it's pranayama, whatever it is that you teach, we ought to be going and peeling back the layers of this wisdom because this wisdom is vast, okay? The more I study, the more I deepen, even with Ayurveda, I'm constantly taking courses and you know, deepening my own knowledge within Ayurveda and you know, going deeper into different you know, tantric practices as well. And I'm seeing that there, it's an ocean, okay? And I think as students, serious students and serious teachers, we want to be in that ocean, okay? We, we want to 
continually be on the path, deepening our deepening our wisdom and sort of going a little bit deeper and honoring the the roots of yoga in this way, right? And the roots of yoga have their origin in India. We don't just want to take asana out of that context and just like do asana as like a means of exercise. We want to understand it in the broader, you know, like wisdom tradition in that eight-limbed path with Ayurveda. And again, I feel very grateful the way that I've learned Ayurveda and the way that I approach Ayurvedic therapy is very much in alignment with the eight-limbed system of Ashtanga yoga, right? So when I'm working with a student, we're looking at asanas, what, what are the asanas and types of movement practices that will be supportive? What kind of breath practices are you doing, right? Pranayama. We're, we're going into that. I'm teaching them about prana, right? We're going deeper. I'm asking them to question where their senses are going. Where's their attention going? And I'm asking them very intentionally to um, be conscious of not withdrawing all of their attention, aka pratyahara, but just being more conscious and mindful of it to focus their attention, dharna, to then lead to a state of meditation, to then hopefully achieve samadhi, yeah? It's a, it's a process. And Ayurveda gives us this system to support our students and to first and foremost support ourselves in doing that, right? So whether you're a student or a teacher, it starts with us. It starts with leading by example, and if you're here, whether you're a student or a teacher, you're a leader. I, you, I don't think you'd be here if you weren't. On some level, whether your leadership looks like teaching or your leadership looks like whatever else it is that you do, maybe it's motherhood, let's be honest, as mothers, we are leaders, okay? <laughs> Irrespective of what that looks like, you are a leader. And the first level of leadership is self-leadership. You need to lead yourself first. We want to be embodied as much as we can in, our, in what we're teaching, in what we're sharing first, so that we can then share that wisdom with our students. So I hope that summarized it. I feel like I did. I feel like I talked slower. I feel like I'm more sattvic today. Yay me. But I hope that this has given you just some food for thought, some mental food to digest, little Ayurveda joke, um, to really help you see how Ayurveda, in my oh-so-humble opinion, is the next step for students and teachers who want to go deeper into their practice, who are feeling like they're stuck in that sad cycle, stress, anxiety, depletion, who are tired, who are feeling off, who are feeling out of integrity within themselves. And you want to go deeper for yourself and you want to be the leader for your students. You don't want to feel like, you know, you're sharing all this wisdom and yet here you are not actually feeling that good. You want to walk the walk. And Ayurveda for many students and teachers is the next level of supporting you in doing that. And so if you're interested in going deeper, we have a free uh, web class, master class, whatever you want to call it, coming up on October 18th. It's happening at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on October 18th. It'll be 60 60 to 90 minutes long. I'm going to do what I can to make it as salient as possible as, you know, sharing the most information with you. I get excited. And so in the past they've been, (laughs) they've been a bit longer. So I'm being very intentional of sharing with you again, the most potent wisdom from Ayurveda to support you and being able to take the next step. If you are keen and you desire to go deeper in your practice, deeper in your teaching, um, that is what we're going to be covering on that masterclass. So if you are live with us right now in the Facebook group, there's already a link in the, um, in the post. If you're listening to this in the podcast, there will be a link below. So please do go and check that out. 
Um, and you can go ahead and register. Again, that's happening on October 18th, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Do yourself a favor and just like see what time that is for you. If you're not able to make it live, there will be a replay. So please do um, register either way if you're curious. I'll send you over the replay. Um, and if you are here and you're listening to this podcast or Facebook Live, and there is someone in your life who you know would benefit from this. If you're a teacher, I'm sure you've got teacher friends. If you're a student, I'm sure you've got other yogi friends. I would really love for you to share this with them so that they can get this wisdom. You can either share this podcast episode and they can choose for themselves. You can send them over the email that you get as well. So when you register, you'll get sent an email with all of the details. And I will remind you prior to the masterclass because I know that it's in like a couple of weeks. Um, but there will be a link there for you to share with them as well. If you are curious and you want, you want a buddy to join you on the masterclass, or you just think that someone would really like this. I would so appreciate you sharing this with people. It is certainly, you know, as, as y'all know, if you've been listening to this, um, you may know by now how I feel about Ayurveda, AKA magical unicorns and rainbows exploding in my brain. I feel deeply passionate about sharing this with people and, spreading this wisdom and making this more, you know, mainstream, making this more accessible to yogis, teachers, spiritual seekers, which I feel could be a rap, it kind of rhymes. Okay. That's me rapping awkwardly, (laughs) but I, I think that this is the, it is the system of wisdom that supports all, you know, spiritual seekers, teachers, yogis, in you know tuning in deeply to their body and experiencing that vibrant energy and health and calm in the body and i want to bring this to as many people as possible so if you want to share i'd be eternally grateful and i hope that you yourself join um and that is all for today